Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here at Tall Tales, we are committed to promoting diversity and supporting small businesses. Here's one we think you're going to love. Hi, uh, my name is Geraldine. I am the founder of Royalty Dancers, which is a dancing brand here in Dublin. We have heels dance classes covered like R&B, hip hop and Afro beats for beginners and all levels really. Royalty Dancers helps promote self-love, body confidence and self-worth in the new generation through dance. We just provide a safe space for everyone to just be themselves and be empowered. A space where they can tap into their inner self, their inner fears, we say. You can find them on Instagram and YouTube at Royalty Dancers. That's R-O-Y-A-L-T Dancers. Oh yeah, it was good crack, wasn't it? To oh, yeah. be back, seeing a few <clears throat> familiar faces. I need to. I want to read the chat. It was a great turnout. I was a bit like. I think I was a bit like shell shocked. How did I do this again? Yeah, exactly. Ah. There was some teething issues. I, I, in the height of the mania and the enjoyment of it, suggested we go back to fortnightly, but I take that back. <laughs> I know. I was like, Cassie, what are you going to carry away? I was like, my fans. Why did you do this? You're with my people. I love you. We're creeps. So sorry about that, but please do continue to give us your money. <laughs> that fucking it was big apology to Kate as well when I was back chatting about the glasses. Oh, you she was like, bitch. "I'm here, <laughs> <laughs> stop it." <laughs> you were a little weapon. Whatever. We we're just trying to cut out the middleman. I didn't realize the middleman was in the room. Well, well, thank. Last night was fun. Last night was a, an absolute hoot. I really enjoyed it. Good to see some familiar faces. It's very funny though that whole like I'm so disillusioned that Luke is in French. Oh, the Luke without a K. I had this whole, for anyone who's not a, not on the Patreon, the Zooms, uh, it's the same people who pop up time and time again. And I just, in my head, you know when they don't speak and you see their little boxes? I've given them all personalities and accents. And last night we needed a French speaker and I was like, ah, Luke, Luke is French. And he came on, he's like, sorry guys, not no, French. No, I'm not French. Zero percent French. Yeah. I was doing a good impression of one. 
Yeah, he Our looks French. really French. <laughs> it's um, just a look without a K. Look, it's that, and it's the little. Mu- he has like a little goatee or little little famous to us now. Little mustache with a few dogs on there, not being insulting. Real life <laughs> dogs, actual cute little dogs. Yeah, that was nice. Love it. I feel like I was there in body, but not in mind, and I want to apologize for that. What do you mean? I don't know. I feel like I. You're I rusty on I the... I contributed nothing and... What do you mean? I was sort of paralyzed in fear at being... tattoos were phenomenal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're ta- you gave us the tattoo, no rats. No It did rats. take a while to get Love back it. into it. Like, I remember when we were... After the first one we did in lockdown, we were all like, oh, we're shite. What is this? I don't know if we can continue yeah, doing this. That and was then by the this end, morning. <laughs> by the end, you're like, come along, you 200 people, and just listen to us burp. Like, it was <laughs> appalling. But last night, it was slow to get back in which is potentially why I went on that mania of suggesting it fortnightly again so we're back in the swing of it but also well I think we should go with lockdown yeah we should just ride the lockdown wave so where does anyone even know where we are like are not the government yeah (laughs) they're they're on they're on sabbatical like they're not even in the doll do you remember we were talking about Phil Hogan again there uh, last night? Yeah. And then on the radio on the way in, I found out. So he gets his pension from the Irish government for his pension on the back of his 350 grand a year. Not only that, from the EU uh, commission, he gets 400,000 over the next 24 months just f- for the pleasure of having worked there. For having been yeah, there. Yeah, so he's just a oh, rich called it like man. a cushioning between jobs. Fill it, fill it. Do you want to invest in a um, small independent production company? I was, <laughs> how much does he look like a potato wearing a pair of novelty glasses? He's not going to invest now. Well, that doesn't... <laughs> I don't Why think... You're he, you it, just Jen. ruined it. I'd, a quick shout out to Sarah's French teacher who is a listener. Hey, bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, Sally. She would have been somebody now we could have contacted for the French. She yeah, was doing a work teacher. thing. She's a patient. She, she oh, said she was doing a work thing. Couldn't. We'll cut that She's out because we got her in trouble. But yeah. she didn't. She obviously didn't. A couple of people did turn up late. They obviously had other things on, but I'm glad they came. There was a lot of like entries late, late into, entries. into thing. I was monitoring it. Do you know, it's hard not going to name and shame, but I recognized a few. I remember there was a late entry. I'm, I've been shied away from allowing those people in now because remember we accidentally heard them bitching about us. I, it was a person. Maybe it was just me that heard this. Late entry, let them in. And then they started having, a, there's someone across their shoulder was like, what are you listening to over there? And they were like, big load of shite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a load of shite. No, they, they, I do remember <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, anyway, it was well, you know, if I think maybe we're background noise, you see, for some people. So well, like, clearly. you know the way like the Great British Sewing Bee is good background noise. And sometimes if Seb was like, you know, what are you doing there? I'd be like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. Exactly. And it's, but I'm enjoying it. I yeah. know. I, I fully commit to the Great Do British Sewing really, You see, yeah. I think we should watch together because like, I don't have anyone to kind of talk back to. Do you know the way with the Bake Off, you'd be like, no, yeah. Yeah. not the custard, no, reverse, turn back. But like, I'm like, no, not the overlocking stitch. And like Seb's like, oh God. You know, I'm just alone in it. Yeah, but do you not get so into alone. the personalities of the people? Surely oh yeah, but I just like at. you know when you're shouting at the TV, you, you want do want someone shit. with you. Yeah, do you know to be what analyzing the, um, what they're at? The best True. one of all, and it's because it's it's one that we none of us particularly know anything about. Well, maybe you guys will from your your art school days, but. Uh, the great pottery throwdown. Oh, it's the best! It's the best <laughs> because it, they could produce a masterpiece, but then it all comes Explodes. down to the kiln. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, it's a big, huge load of shite that what what they produce at the end. I was watching it, so that was on at the start of the year before we had this 
mania that we live in now. And I said to myself when it was on, I'd love to do an Al pottery course. Found one, started in September. I was like, I mustn't forget to do that in September. And then yesterday, I just remembered it. Oh, I just no. remembered it. Right? Is it Ghost still on the past? It's still on. Is it's it? 12 people. This it's has... an arts activity, so we can have up to 250 people at it. <laughs> so Are you, is that real? Well, you can go to an, you can go to an indoor and outdoor arts event. An outdoor arts event can have 250 people. That's us. We're an arts event. Uh, we're yeah. Well, you can't. We're not sport. We're. I mean, we're not sport. Sorry for Sarah. Ethically wrong. Wait, but clear. Optically, you could have a What's secret one. <laughs> but you know if the really secret events are really going well for people, if we do a hike, I've been to a couple of funerals. Have a golf Demented. Now, what yeah. was I? That's a lie. I haven't. Uh, this has your. You remember you were doing the upholstery <sighs> the thing written all over. Social it. funeral. I did an upholstery course a couple of years ago. But yeah. Did you even finish the chair? Uh, no. no, I didn't. I threw the chair out, and I've had nothing to upholster ever since. I only have like three pieces of furniture. One of them's a couch. It's velvet. It's grand. It doesn't need to be reupholstered yet. This is great. But I can, in theory, and have a staple gun. Do you need anything? Do you- what would we call the reupholstery reality show? Like the great tear down. Hey, tear very up. nice. Yeah. Oh my god, we could just make it really, really bitchy and call, and it could be a combination of like the RuPaul reading mm. and. A reupholstery and it's the great teardown of 2020 sounds right anyway here you're on the creep Please dive you're on the creep dive what have us, we got creep of the week uh, am the I Irish the asshole Times. for not wanting my daughter to wear a tampon did you guys see this no, oh, no but I cannot st- I, I'm so addicted to that thing and I read one a couple of months ago that was Disturbing. like am I the asshole because my girlfriend I give out to my girlfriend because she puts the plug in the bath when she's taking a shower and then she sits in the water and has this like hybrid shower bath. Hey, what's I that, do that. What's I that haven't. I again? haven't showered. It's wasting the water, and she's soaking in dirty water. And everyone was like, "What do you think a bath is? Yeah, you're washing yourself, and then and then you're really using, using that water. water. You're like extra using that water. You're washing yourself I as do the it. bath fills, Sarah and then you sit disgusting. in it. Now, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't showered any other way since. And really it's remarkable. But there are days I will say where that water is, Mikey. But <laughs> well, it's a bath. I find it's like the water's always like tepid, like it loses heat from the head of the shower True. down to the bath. I know, but it's but so I still casual. do it. Oh no, it's I'm kind of absolute. it's, it's like the best of all worlds. Yeah, you can do your sit you know, down shower, which is just why you'd stand it's up. It's like in the a shower. shatter. I just don't know. It's I, like a I, bath. I need to hear this tampon thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it's um, it's AITA. Obviously, I have a thirteen year old daughter who's been having her period for a few years now. I'd love her. And I'm the primary caretaker as her mother works away from home most of the time. And I just, what? I don't I, I think that's how work works. Like, anyway, um, I recently noticed that her mother bought her a pack of tampons since they were in the cupboard underneath her sink. I don't have any issue with her wearing regular feminine hygiene products. Oh, good of you. And I've bought her pads before, but she doesn't have any kind of reason to be using tampons right now. She's not participating in any sports teams or swimming and she hasn't ever voiced any issues with wearing pads over the last few years. I spoke to my sister about this last week and she also thinks that it's a bit ridiculous for a 13-year-old and not entirely age-appropriate. How interesting is this? What is this about? And so... Do you want me to go on? There's one well, more yeah, paragraph. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
I think she's too young for this and her mother is sexualizing her in a way that so, I don't okay. feel particularly no. comfortable. No, you're bringing it there. So you're, you're I the told one that with I your wouldn't... face in your daughter's underwear. He is living in her gusset. Get out of the it. sounds of all this. Exactly. Like all this. Yeah. No. Anyway, I told her that I won't be letting her get more tampons after this box expires since she's not even in high school yet, which she's rather angry about. Her mother thinks that this is misogynistic, which I don't agree with. If I had a son, I wouldn't buy him tampons. Condoms at this it's age so either. Odd to oh, conflate so the two objects. It's like, it's like the tampons. And also, according bunch. to him, because she doesn't really need them, because you know, don't you? Here. Last para, I know that most people wouldn't think of tampons as inherently sexual. But my daughter has also not? asked for birth control for her periods, although there are tons of different painkillers. And I think that's She's using this as a gateway to possibly becoming sexually active. How dare she? Oh my God. That's ridiculous. So That's... Reddit, am I the asshole? Yes. Okay, do we have a top rated comment? Um, <laughs> this is always good. No, I actually have the, the Twitter yeah. thread, not the actual Reddit thread. Damn, yeah. sorry. So what are the comments for the most? In Twitter, ah I'm yes, presuming? menstrual hygiene products. The leading cause of, glances at notes, rampant sexual promiscuity in seventh graders. Do you know what I think is kind of, is, is might be behind this? Men's, um, uh, men's, unders- n- not, understanding not understanding the machine at the all. The vagina and the vulva. Because I think men think that women Just get sexual pleasure thing from there. any yeah, yeah, yeah. up there. Which is, yeah. if which, you're listening I mean, and you're thinking that, we actually, you're very, statistically very, speaking, but, really you know, do not. that's not the case. We're enjoying more wrong. things around that area. Well, that's it. You don't have, you don't have any nerve, really, you don't barely have any nerve endings up your vagina or up inside your vaginal canal at all. So he, is, he thinks she's walking around getting her jollies with this yoke upper. Now, so I, that's what I think is the, so this is sort of a masturbatory. Reddit thing. has removed the post because any discussion which creates minors and sexual activities yes, prohibited. Okay, interesting. Huh. Anyway, we can still talk about it. Yeah, I think that ultimately. I so bizarre. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just this like, just men are just absolutely not boring. all not, not all. all but most but I think it is weird for him to be getting involved like she has a female parent there who's in conversation with her about this event that's happening to her why is he getting involved and also like if he li- looked into birth controls often used for people heavy who periods have, yeah. Yeah, yeah like difficult periods pain yeah or indeed birth control and like yeah Okay, maybe it's not like your ideal age to become sexually active, but, but surely like, again, at least birth control is a positive step. Like yeah. you know, and like have a fucking conversation. But also, like, who's the aunt? Why does she think it's like getting hot to trot off? A maybe tampons? he's just a total melt of a person, yeah. and whoever he's talking to is just agreeing with him in order for him to go away. I love this. Why can't men just let people with periods live? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, oh um, my God. It is a totally weird, I, I'd i like to get into the psyche of a man and, and what they believe is happening during that time. Do you know that way? What they're It's just understanding. they've been lied to for many, many years of loads of women being like, oh yes, you're amazing. That sex was fantastic. And the men's are like, oh, as soon as you touch it, they're aroused. Let's ban the tampon. But like exactly like a penis. Yeah. 
Okay. Any so kind of like penis replacement gets them very like agitated. Oh, I see. I wonder. Yeah, interesting. They're like, no, don't nullify our, you know, man wand. Or maybe this is a stretch, but is he getting somewhat aroused on some level and then getting no, angry okay. with himself and oh, paranoid? Wow. No, 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 took it no, 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 no. That was. I think that cap is giving you Joe Rogan <laughs> vibes. I'm wearing a baseball cap yeah. today. I'm fully going there. I yeah. look whatever I am who like I am Joe there right. has been a poll on Twitter about like who's the asshole here and um, 99% have said original poster is the asshole well I think Absolutely. there's an interesting uh, the fact that he wrote it he was open he was he's open he wants to hear it. he guess, got his answer good. so yes speaking of, of creeps of the week and awful people I made my first ever complaint to the press Oz, 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 how do you say that word ombudsman this week for that piece that appeared in the Irish Karen. Times no I'm so glad I did it it was empowering I felt a surge yes I remember seeing this this Explain. piece was appalling so and it actually appeared in the Independent as well and I'm calling out the Independent on the Irish Times it was written by the same two journalists court reporters and the piece was about a 15 year old girl with intellectual disabilities who's been in foster care and in the system for a while and how she has been exploited by older men in exchange for drugs and essentially raped in a hotel. And they wrote a piece about how a 15-year-old girl traded sex for drugs uh. and how she was putting herself at risk of sexual exploitation. And it spoke about her clothing that's in the piece. That's an absolute disgrace. That she was wa- wearing sexual She was a child as well. And then suggested... A child was raped and the newspaper took that. That's As a young girl, off she goes... And I, it was even so poorly written. It was like, it was said that she went off a couple of times. It's like when she absconded from care, she wasn't properly monitored is what that okay. happened. Telling us that 15. she was a runaway, drug addicted hussy. Essentially. Wow. And that she was, she was wearing very sexual clothing. Who wrote the piece? Uh, two male journalists. I can't remember their names. Didn't take them in. Anyway. I made a complaint, went off, I saw it, there was a shitstorm on Twitter, everyone was like, this is appalling, I was like, this is absolutely disgusting, this is, this is Wrong. rape culture, saying that it's her fault, you should, never do you get to talk about someone's clothing when it comes to sexual assault, and um, suggesting that she willingly traded sex at 15 for drugs, instead of it being the fact that older men took yeah, advantage yeah, of Yeah, yeah, acting like it's some kind of like, oh, totally free market, and yeah. Yeah, from, yeah. The, from the from the article, was it something in a hotel? Was there a few men involved? There was a couple of different men in the hotel, yeah. Jesus, okay. Oh. So, um, anyway, made a complaint. I want to give a little shout out to my pal Bernie, who, back and forth emails all day long, peace was taken down. Irish Times apparently issued an apology. Haven't oh, been able to find the apology. Interesting. But Bernie kept me up to date all day long. She, in the office of the ombudsman, ombudsman somebody. Or is she the ombudsman? I, d- I think she's woman. in the office of the... Um, maybe it's a ombudsman woman. This is... Fa- so, you know, in other words... This is what I have this conversation with my work. friends as well. You, everyone is... A f- I didn't know that you could just l- email your local counsellor. I didn't really understand that She's that was a, a thing officer. you can do. So you can do this. And then yeah. they email you back and they'll listen to you complaining. And <laughs> the odd time they're supposed to do. things happen. You get your article taken down. 
It's about if you, you know. get your. Now I don't think I personally got this lane. taken down. I think a lot of people complained and got it taken down. But I'm just giving a particular well shout you, out to Bernie, you, who you, was really good. But you found the flame. And you followed through. That's and what it's all about. Yeah, and now I love complaining about things. Well done, you. <laughs> I'm going to complain about things. Excellent. Oh, you've already got a podcast set up. Sophie, do you remember? They I want to thank Sinead Rowe, by the way, who sent us that. Am I the asshole? Because oh. I didn't want to be the asshole for not saying. I'm sorry. I never say. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you remember in school when they taught us how to tra- how to complain to companies? Do you remember that in school? Me, I uh, taught you. Uh, no, no, uh, me and you got taught in primary school how to write a letter of complaint. We all did. I remember it distinctly. No, no, what class we were in, and then I wrote to Round Trees something about oh, a yes. smelly fruit pastille. They <laughs> sent me a voucher for five pounds worth of sweets for fruit pastille. That's for amazing. My Round parents once once complained to Budweiser for a can of beer being off, and they got a slab of beer. Do you know what I'm saying? Valuable. Just complain. This will be my new podcast, things we've complained about or things to complain about. I don't know. I'm still workshopping it. a brilliant creep for you today. Woohoo! It's all revolving around complaining. This where do you go if you want to complain about stuff? Yelp. Yes. So this is about a murder that took place. And then the victim complained that it wasn't exciting enough. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the worst murder ever. The murderer in his commenting on how, I'll go into it later. Anyway, that's my creep. What do you guys bring up? I've got Elma McCurdy. Who's that? The uh, the robber turned um, a mute attraction dummy. Robber turned attraction dummy. Bank yeah. robber. Bank robber. I teased him last week, said I'd get round to him. No one came to claim his body. And he ends oh, up. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Remember doing the paper mache and cum episode? Oh, yes, yes. I think I, I touched off that at the end. Hey, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, you Are know, you ready? I've got the hive. Yeah, well, can you give us a bit of a. Oh, sure. Little, On please? the hive. I basically requested the hive this week for, for libel reasons. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. Actually, I said a couple of things last night that I then regretted. <gasps> you yes, did. Yeah. You did. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> this is all good uh, juice for, um, you know, come, in. come in. Visit, visit www.patreon.com/forward slash the creep dive and patronize us for an extra episode every week. There's absolutely tons of stuff. It's so ridiculous. Like it was supposed to be 15 minutes extra content and now they have a full extra episode there that's usually longer than the main episode. We hit 1,100 today. Yay! That's class. Uh, Now it is class but I also noticed the it gals are raking in 16 grand a month there on their patron so we could do better. Okay, we need to ramp it up. Okay, Short short sell. If we need to get you, some short shorts. <laughs> and if you bring a friend onto the Patreon, we will promise to give you both a tote. No, not deliver. Oh we won't God. deliver. Pyramid on it, scheme. But we will just alert. Okay, get come on, give us it. some creeps. Right here, take mine. The year is 2013. Love it. Great year. Was it? Let me think now. This is okay. I was May third. I was having a crisis pregnancy. <laughs> May third. Great year. Great, Great year. year. Uh, a 36-year-old Iraqi war vet and college student named Maribel Ramos was reported missing by her family. Okay? Okay. 26, you said. Oh, no. She was 26 years old. Yeah. Um, hold on, I've lost my notes. Just forming she was a lovely woman, very popular, very good at being in the army, 
mm-hmm. and had a lot of friends. Great. Uh, so obviously everybody was like, we need to find Maribel ASAP. So she failed to turn up to a few uh, events in Santa Ana in California and the alarm was raised. A couple of days later, Maribel's roommate, Casey Joy, started posting. Okay, on May 3rd, so here we are. Posting like we need to find her. Yeah, so Maribel Rhodes was reported missing by her family. Blah, blah, blah. A couple of, right, here we go. A couple of days later, a friend of Maribel's named Emily C started a Yelp thread, okay, calling my friend Maribel, called my friend Maribel Ramos is missing in an effort to track her down. Somebody posted asking if Maribel's roommate had been questioned by police yet. Huh. And this is where the roommate, Casey Joy, I'll show you a picture of him. There he is there. Picture of Casey and Maribel. Sort of together in a snuggly way. Look, oh, yeah, they look they like look mates. Like a couple. Okay, that's how they look. So, uh, so Casey, the roommate, joined the Yelp conversation. So he started. Oh yes, yeah, so Casey's a guy. That Maribel was his BFF. Uh huh. Okay, gave detail and was giving details of the police's search of the apartment they shared. So let me go into a few of these. Uh, so Casey Beginning says, the thread. The thread. Here, here, find help, find, find my, pal. my pal. Here's the address. Here's the address. Please share, with, share the with the link. Okay. okay. Enrique C comments, have they interviewed the roommate yet? Emily C, the thread um, person, who, uh, friend of Maribel's. Yes, they spoke to the roommate. He willingly cooperated with the cops by giving them DNA samples and even allowed them to take naked photos of him. He gave up his cell phone to them so he couldn't contact anyone which he was more than happy to do. Next comment from KC. I am Maribel's roommate. She is my BFF and my only family. She is absolutely the best woman I have ever met. We had so much fun together. I miss her so much. She always knew that I will give my life for her without any hesitation. Interesting. That's like a high stakes friendship, isn't it? Like... Uh, he <laughs> Do goes you know on that I'd give my life for you guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, he goes Noted. on. Filed away. Casey says police forensic team searched this uh, two bedroom apartment five times with police dog. They confiscated my computer, hard drive, cell phone, car, and took several of items belonging to me. They contacted everybody on my phone, and I don't know when I'll get my property back. Uh, these are major inconveniences, but that doesn't matter at all. I miss Maribel, and that's what makes me depressed and stressed, big time. Right. So the, so obviously so the rest odd. of the people on the thread, and there were many, were like, "Okay, Casey, it seems a little strange, don't you think?" Mm-hmm. Grant comments below. Am I the only one finding it odd that Casey's roommate posted here? And just used past tense to refer to Maribel. We had, she always knew, as opposed to we have, she knows. And why would she ask him to move out if they had so much fun together? My prayers are with the friends and family. This is very sad. Okay, very fucking suggestious. So it turns out they, she had asked him to move out previously. And as 
kind of her friends started Probably commenting. In the same conversation where he had announced apropos of nothing. I would lose my I life for you. My, and she was like, I want you to move out. I think it's gone a little That's strange. That's a really tense conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany Spike H says, Grant, uh, did you just create an account to post that? I don't know Maribel or her roommate personally, but we don't let the police do, if we don't let the police do their job, um, they were uh, like, don't get involved in, in, in Anyway, her English goes a bit stranger. And not speculate whose responsibility it is for her disappearance. Uh, perhaps the roommate is using past tense simply because he hasn't seen her in a while and fears the worst. We will all find out what happens in due time. Until then, we should be focusing on Maribel, not turning this into a witch hunt. Is that Make news, Grant. You. Is that Casey? Is that Casey? No, no. Casey's English uh, isn't perfect. So he's, he's definitely, definitely know. English, exactly. English okay. is second language and his, he's not using any uh, capital letters. Okay. Full okay. St- you know, it, it's sort of much different. So, so other users were pretty pissed off with Grant at this point for pointing out that Casey's comments were a little strange. Yeah. So there was this big kind and of. Grant's like, am I the oh, asshole? Yeah, exactly. Casey's comments are a little strange. So some of the users weren't too happy with what Grant was implying and told him off, right? Anyway, Casey's back. Emily, I was at, so Emily is another person who sort of questioned. Emily's the original poster, isn't she? Oh, she is. Sorry, you're right. Emily, I was at the candlelit light vigil. Grant, thanks for correcting my grammar. This is my second language and I still need help with that from time to time. Yes, Maribel and I are BFF. There's something so creepy about using that. Best Mm. friend. Forever. Forever. She is my family. This is big and it puts so much depression and stress into my life. Police came by my house for the fifth time last night with a big bloodhound. Please do not speculate or make judgments on me. This is already done by others. And I know that everyone is looking at me that way. Honestly, I wouldn't hesitate a second to give my life for marriage. Oh, what the fuck? So weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Casey returned to explain and that these people are like, where, where am I gonna act suspicious about this crime? On exactly. the internet, I'll start a post. A whole yeah. thread. So Casey here, okay, defending himself, talking about the reason that he's past tense was English as the second language. Um, he is originally from China. Okay, okay. So Casey's back again. Carl, I joined Facebook as soon as it came up. I am there. Carl was another previous poster questioning, kind of. Like, why are we on Yelp, guys? Why don't we go to Facebook? As if that's suspicious. Okay. So, Maribel. Yes, I love Maribel as a friend and a roommate. This is how we say at night to each other. Good night, Maribel. Maya, Mesun, mom and dad. I don't, I'm not sure what that means. My profile photo was, he changed his profile photo to him and Maribel. That kind of huggy photo I was showing you. Um, I did it because I miss her. That is one from one night we went out. I don't see anything wrong with putting a photo of you and your friend or your loved one. The next day, Casey returned to the thread, said some weird kind of suspicious stuff. So I said Maribel is only my my only family and BFF. She is. She is my only beneficiary for a 250,000 life insurance and only beneficiary for my bank account, a paid upon death. She knows this. I miss her every second I'm awake. Okay. Daniel Do we have any sense of how long in. these people have all known each other? They've all kind of Not served together. Well, these, these commenters, a lot of them d- don't the know end of Maribel. Irish college. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Maribel, Emily was a friend of Maribel's who yeah. started the thread. Other commenters are just people in the area. They don't yeah. know him. They don't know Maribel. They're just like, this is fucking strange. Yeah. Enter Daniel J. 
This is not an accusal, just a personal observation. My condolences firsthand. Casey, you need to be more careful about the kind of content you are posting when you are posting it and the audience you are dealing with in this case. In, or, or audience you are dealing with. In this case, it would be very, uh, it would be very personal information posted on the internet to complete strangers. We do not readily know the entirety of the story and have no obligation to come to your defense. I hate to point this out, but the stuff you write makes you susceptible to doubt. I don't see a reason for posting up information about life insurance and bank account beneficiaries. Paid upon death, he writes. She knows this, etc. Statements of only family and love for a roommate. You may be outraged that I'm pointing this out, but I'm just showing you what an uninvolved third party might think of your statements and process of posting. Rant at me if you wish. I understand the need and desire to defend your reputation, as well as your concern for your missing roommate. Just be more careful about who and how you are asking for help. Casey responds, this is good advice. Thank you. I just <laughs> can't see. Advice. I can't think straight these days. Emily's back. Please continue your prayers. A body was discovered last night <gasps> off Santiago. So C-Y-N? Santiago scene? C-Y-N. Don't know what that means. Uh, but we don't know if it's Maribel. We don't expect to know until noon. So on May 17th, exactly two weeks after Maribel went missing, Emily returned to break the news that a body had been found. Oh, body Jesus. was found in a canyon. Sorry, that's canyon. canyon. CYN stands for canyon. Thank Very you. Good. So after people living nearby reported a foul smell in the area. Oh no. Enter new commenter, Thelma Do you know what D. Would be, just as an aside, great place to dump a body in Dublin. Yeah. Near me. Down Irish Town. Because the smell is coming and going. That smell. Yes. Just drifts on the wind. Down, yeah. What is that smell? Is it it's seaweed? Sewage, oh, think, it's and the, the incinerator. And stuff. I don't know, because you'd get a it's fair bit of it in Brooders Town. Great. It's not great. But there's a thought anyway, if anyone's just looking. Do you know what's a great smell? The Guinness Brewery. We used to oh, get yeah. that in our old apartment. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, I get that where I live. Yeah. We would have been neighbours had you not moved. I know. Anyway, Thelma, enter Thelma D. Yeah. Comment. It's Brand her. Names. Oh. Next comment. Two minutes later. And the killer is Casey. <gasps> later what? that day, another user confirmed the body had, had been how do they? How do they very quickly, did Casey just like write Casey across the corpse or something? How do they know from finding the body that it was? Okay, hear me out. Later that evil. day, another user confirmed the body had been positively identified in Maribel. Her missing person's case was reclassified as a homicide. After voluntarily accompanying the police officers to the Orange uh, Police Department, Casey was arrested and charged with murder. Enter back in Grant. Mm, I solved this case days ago <laughs> on this very discussion board and I got blasted for not letting the police do their job. Rest in peace, Maribel. Oh. oh. Just this Grant guy is kind of a dickhead anyway. You know so, everyone knows a Grant. Well, exactly. Grant all along was like, so yeah, that's what happened. And KC was charged and found guilty of her murder. And uh, obviously so stopped bizarre. posting on the message board that day he was arrested. And then the message board kind of went on fire and everyone was screen grabbing. I knew all along. And sort of then wrapped up a couple of days later. That was the end that of it. That is mad. Isn't it? He kind of totally outed himself. That is really crazy. Imagine like you're just like participating in this live weird conversation. Yeah. Madness. As it's all happening. That is crazy. I know. So that's my creep of today. Little Very things good. like that. 
But that's yeah. the internet, isn't it? And like you're just commenting along on this thread, just being like, huh, who cares? It's probably not reality. Boom. Boom. Actual like, reality crashes in. It's like the, it's like the, the Luke Magnata case where it suddenly became, it stopped being about cats and became about murder. That's it. That's it. I yeah. will find out how she physically died in a minute. I think it was strangulation. Oh, God. But it sounds like if you look back on all the, he clearly fancied her and was mad about her and she was trying to let him down gently, trying to get him out of the yeah. apartment. And uh, it ended obviously badly for her. Bloody so he got 15 hell. years uh, to life no, in prison no. for her murder. 15 years to life. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Now, he was 55. It? Uh, his age rather he was 55 and she was 36 um and he murdered her sometime between may 2nd and 3rd disposed of her body in the canyon so ramos maribel told told casey to move out of their shared residence because he wasn't paying his rent uh Rama, ramos was last maribel was last seen alive on uh that night on surveillance video dropping off a rent check at her property manager's offices ah uh, yeah so, oh my god! Mm-hmm. It's so, in a way, it's so kind of basic. Like in that he wasn't paying rent, and she's like, "You've got to leave." I think, then, yeah, I'm sure. I t- it feels like obsession was kind of like bubbling up and stuff. And we'll yeah, so he maintained his innocence throughout the court case. Uh, his request for a new trial was denied. Casey said, the family wants me to apologize, which I cannot apologize for something I haven't done. He said, maybe someday truth will come out. Maybe I'll just die inside prison. I think the latter is probably. It was Grant. Maybe it was Grant. Maybe it was Grant. Pointing the finger first. Grant. Classic Grant. Grant. That's so Grant. Yeah. Very, very Grant. Anyway, thank you for that. That was such a story. Strange collision of like. Something that norm core about just being on Yelp chatting to people and then suddenly I know. bang. Is that. it really the place you would go to to get your jollies though? It has groups. You know the way the Does same. It? I yeah, think it's just to review restaurants. No, you can sort of collectively get together and there's board message boards and chit chat about things. Right, and, right, you know, right. It's like a Reddit type style. Anyway, okay. bring us in. So I'm going to tell you the story about dead Mark- bodies. Yeah, this is weird. This was sent to us by someone who I cannot find this morning because there's too many messages in the inbox and I couldn't find it. Um, so I'm going to tell you the story of Elmer McCurdy. Elmer is a really cute name, isn't it? Elmer. Yeah. If anyone Elmer out was there is pregnant with a little boy. Do you not remember Consider that Elmer. I was fully was talking that? about Elmer for Sonny? You were. I, I was Can we change it now? You love changing you a baby's name a couple of weeks in. Can we change it I do it love doing an old baby change name. Saint yeah. Elmo. I love Elmo. Elmo's Much better. class. Anyway, go on. Elmo's creepy Except though, now because the puppeteer like... was accused of fiddling. Oh, yeah. So he can't have God. that either. He was, wasn't he? Was he was. After the documentary. What was it called? Finding Elmo? No, that was That was... Being Elmo? Oh, no. Inside I, Elmo. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever. I think under, it's on under, under Elmo. Is it? Being Elmo. Under being A Puppeteer's Elmo. Journey, which is just a documentary about Kevin Clash. But then afterwards, wasn't Kevin Clash accused? Yeah, of, there were some suggestions. But I don't it know. It wasn't just puppets. Oh, no. It was such a good documentary. Jesus. It was a beautiful documentary. Okay, tell us about Elmer. Uh, there's a third accuser against the other couple of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, right, okay, so that ruined that for me anyway. Except Elmer's kind of cute. So 
This Elmer McCurdy was born in Washington, Maine on the 1st of January, 1880. I love these years. Was this, there's just so much creep in there, isn't there? Do you know what's the best about them? There's no accurate stuff. No. So it's all Chinese whispers until today. And people <laughs> and add... And a few black and white wanted posters. Exactly. We should go right back to the Salem witch trials and pull out a few creeps from that. Um, so he was the son of 17-year-old Sadie McCurdy who was unmarried at the time. Are they English? No. They're okay, from Washington, just... Maine. But they're, oh, she was sorry, doing sorry. an English accent. I thought you were doing your I don't, oh, like the person telling the story doesn't have to be from Maine, guys. Oh, I'm just trying to expand my range. Got some very positive feedback on my narration voice last week. <laughs> <laughs> a few more jobs came in. Oh, nice. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> so uh, the identity of McCurdy's father was unknown. One possibility is that it was Sadie's cousin, Charles Smith. Oh because McCurdy later used the name Charles Smith as an alliance alias. alias, but it was never confirmed. So to save Sadie the embarrassment of raising an illegitimate child in the 1880s, Sadie's brother, um, George, and his wife, Helen, took the baby in, adopted Elmer. Would you believe, I'd say now that was rampant. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. That's, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's a much better way to do it than the way they did it here, which is just the priest taking the babbies and then selling them off. Fucking the them into a, a, into, a, into a cistern. Yeah. Or, well, they're the babies who died. Oh, Jesus. But like, I don't think they, they killed die? the babies. Well, well um, mismanaged childbirth, I'd say, was a, was a big thing. Maybe or just sick babies they couldn't be arsed oh, yeah. any time into. It's terrible. Apparently there was a documentary on that. <laughs> Sorry, we just veered into the actual I know. pits of despair there. Oh, I can't even touch, but like that's not a creep. And that's I was it. like, that's oh, vintage like, creep, jolly. This is going to be jolly until Joe Jen Rogan over there <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucked us into the cistern. Uh, but on I that, wish. on Spotify that, paid Joe Rogan like tens of millions to move yeah. all this shit over there. Yeah, are you really? It's really you are starting to dress like him. Like this yeah. outfit is strange. This outfit can I pose? I'm literally just wearing a baseball cap. Yeah. Can I That's post the only it? Difference. Yeah, Jen Rogan. Jen Rogan in the studio. Um, <laughs> But I just on that, Max and Flynn had a documentary last night on RT1 called Land Without God that apparently is incredible all about mm. the, um, just the shit that Ireland has done. God, oh. It's important to know. Um, back to Elmer. Raised by Helen and George, uh, but in te- when Elmer was about 10, George died of tuberculosis. So Sadie and Helen moved with Elmer to a different part of Maine and Sadie eventually told Elmer that she... I am your father. Yeah. And not Helen was his mother. But it spent, sent him into a spiral of antisocial behaviour. We've had this, this before. This happened to Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The confusion, mm. the being raised by alternative parents and then it finding out seem your to aunt be, is your parent. You need to be telling kids the truth is what we're learning. From the start, I would say. From okay. early on. He began drinking heavily, a habit that he would continue throughout his life. McCurdy eventually... Um, he kind of went off around blah blah blah. Uh, oh yeah, and he's also very disturbed by the fact that he was unsure who his biological father actually was. Do we know? Suspected no, we cousin. suspect a oh, cousin, cousin, but that's only yeah. because of the Big use Charlie. of the alias. But not, you know, Sadie never said. Um, so McCurdy eventually went to live with his grandfather and became an apprentice plumber. He was like apparently quite a competent worker and he lived comfortably until the economic downturn of 1898. Economic downturn. 
So is that the Great Depression? That's pro- is that the Great Depression? Eight. That was the 1920s. Was, the was that that? No, the I think Wall there was Street a depression before the, the uh, First World War. There was right? no Wall Street in 1890. No, but the Wall no, Street no, crash the was the twenties. I okay. think that Cass is right. I think the Great de- Depression. I think that like yeah, before it was stock market was. Sarah's looking it up. Google will know. Um, so McCurdy lost his job, and in was the Great Depression. So that is after Wall Street, and what was it's just an economic downturn. It's just life, isn't it? Like, it's just very difficult. It's just like, you're out of recession, you're in a recession, nobody ever really knows, are we? We're in one now, entering into one. Yeah, no, we're in one. I we think. were out of one there for a while. I think we got it. I think people that are uh, millennials or there or thereabouts are definitely getting their fair share of recessions. Yeah, I think we've kind of mainly just been in, oh, a, in life a recession. Life has just been a recession. Yeah. In Except for a brief few years in our teens, Celtic my early Tiger. teens. When there was ski trips in schools. Oh, that's right. And everyone had helicopters. Um, I have never been in one, but I heard about them. Definitely, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The chips were good. Helicopters were In the were early old. 2000s. Mm. I remember it. it yeah. A brief period. I don't fucking remember. Well. A couple, couple of foreign holidays. Some yeah. fancy phones. Very. And a couple of new cars. There was a few new cars on the road this year. But now we're in that's recession all over. again. Is it? Depends I, on your uh, business. Depends on the business you're in. Yeah. There are people making tons of money now. I don't there know. Are there the are the techie people. Of really? course there really? are. Yeah. The online project management Good systems. Jeff. And Jeff. Jeff. Oh, ah, Jeff. He Jeff. just became the first, what, multi yeah. trillionaire. He could afford like two helicopters at this point. Unbelievable. <laughs> he could afford two helicopters to rub together and start a fire. Yeah. Not a problem. That would just be chunk change for There's Jeff. There's just fucking bits of helicopter into the Yaga <laughs> at home. Yeah. Anyway. So probably got a couple of Teslas. Really want an electric car. Just something that entered into my mind. You get a second hand Tesla for around 40 grand. I can't get anything for 40 Did grand. <laughs> you said that last week. <laughs> All right, Jen Joe. Rogan. It's just a, just a down payment of 40 grand. If you're going to spend 40, why not it's spend not a, 80? Not a, that's not a down payment. That's just the cost of the <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Just do it. Okay, so um, yeah, how's another your, depression. How's your trading going? Fucking for you? Elmer. I'm down. Fucking trading. It's all right My though. Hope. It's okay. It's gonna go back. I've lost I feel like fucking Europe. Elmer. Is, is that what you did? No, you did. I did. I lost five quid. I, I bought some big co- po- coins and I've been trading solidly downwards ever since. You didn't. But you bought them at a good price. It's just been down for a week. We kind of stopped talking about this because I've been warned that I'm not supposed to tell people to buy a cryptocurrency because apparently that is a breach of. Was someone okay? Never mind. Back, back into back El- to Elmer. Elmer. Foot. Drinking goes and tries to pick his life back up again. Economic downturn. Didn't get to go on the ski trip. He <laughs> lost his job, and in August 1990, his mother died of an, an ulcer, and his his grandfather died of Bright's disease the following month. Bright's disease. So McGurdy left Maine and began drifting around the eastern United States, where he worked as a miner and a pub- plumber. He was unable to hold down a job for oh, an extended period like due to pits, his alcoholism. He eventually made his way to Kansas where he worked as a plumber in Cherryville. But then he moved to um, somewhere else and he was arrested for public intoxication. And then he relocated to Missouri. So he's moving around. He's a bit of a drifter. Can't hold down a job. Still has a problem with alcohol. Hasn't got family left at this stage. In 1907, he joined the army and he was assigned to Fort Leavenworth. 
He was a machine gun operator and he was trained to use nitroglycerin for demolition purposes. Amazing. So he was honorably discharged from the on, on November 7th, 1910, after three years. And then he made his way to Kansas, where he met an army friend. Um, but on the 19th of November, him and his friend were arrested for possessing burglary paraphernalia. Uh-oh. Chisels, hacksaws, funnels, nitroglycerin, and gunpowder. And money sacks. Oh, oh no. Just a, with just the dollar sign on the With a dollar sign on it. So that's the real giveaway. <laughs> All I signs say. here. It's recreational up like, until that point. Oh my God, what are they? The thought police. You can't you know, arrest them for having the paraphernalia but the old money sack. Yeah. Take the, an the empty there. money sack with a little arrow says insert stolen money here. <laughs> um, so the newspaper, the St. Joseph Gazette, reported that during their assi- arraignment, McCurdy and his friend told the judge the tools were not intended for burglary purposes, were tools they needed to work on a foot-operated machine gun they were inventing. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> and in January 1911, they found him not guilty. After the release from county jail, McCurdy's short-lived career as a bank and train robber began. His robberies, robberies were generally bungled affairs, Due to his ineptitude. Oh, and presuming his uh, alcoholism. We know that I have a fondness for a bank robber. Even more of a fondness for a poor bank robber. It for is one just, just like amazingly. It's like shooting for the. I mean. What, what are your chances of pulling that off? I know. Very it feels low. like very slim. Like why are you going for the bank? But then but again. This is the, the kind bank of, of the early 1900s. That it would require to be like, Fuck it. Let's just go to the source. We yeah, can do this. I feel like in the 1800s, I would have been able as well. I mean, I'm picturing Even people in black and white going in to a bank that is essentially a showmer looking of a thing, knocking on the door. If there's someone at a till and they're like, give me all your money. Yeah, I think literally that's the... I don't think security was, you know, the way it is now. So they didn't even get to rob the bank. So they'd had just really piss poor attempts at robbing the bank. Okay. Um, but then he decides to incorporate his training with nitroglycerin into his robberies oh dear he made a bomb makes bombs right um, but the problem with this was they were often uh, too too much too far too, too extreme too oh, extreme um, and he couldn't get the he couldn't determine the proper amount right uh, in 1911 he relocates to Oklahoma he and three other men decide to rob the Iron Mountain Missouri Pacific train um, after they heard that there was train carts with uh, a safe four thousand dollars okay. in them. Lots Today's of money, money four hundred million or something. something. Right. So they successfully stopped the train and located the safe. They then put the nitroglycerin on the safe store to open it, but they used too much. The safe was destroyed in the blast, as was the majority money. of the no. money. They managed to only. Scupper away with $450 in silver coins. <laughs> Not Most nothing. of which were melted and fused to the safe's frame. Imagine having access and information to all of these amazing things. And you're like, oh, I've just used too many explosives one more time. It was spectacular Less is more, Elmer. Less, Less is, is more. more. So but they got away. Success. Uh, in September 11th, or September 1911, they successfully robbed a citizen's bank in Kansas. Uh, after spending two hours breaking through the bank wall with a hammer. That is a lot of time to be caught. 
Like, oh yeah that's a lot of time to be at a bank robbery like i could at the start i'd say someone comes along they're like oh we're just hanging a picture yeah then it can maybe like a <laughs> half an hour in it's like Lots are still there oh hanging, hanging we're just we're just getting into a broken pipe or whatever but an hour and a half of someone hammering into a wall you should be suspicious just a little hammer on the wall <laughs> just <laughs> amazing <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Ugh. they got in through the wall with the hammer, placed a tiny little bit of nitroglycerin around the door of the bank's outer vault. The blast blew the vault door open, Amazing. the bank destroying the interior, but did no. not damage it inside the vault. Amazing. They blew the safe door open, but the charge, they tried to blow the safe door open, but the charge failed to ignite. But they um, got scared and ran off. But they did steal $150 in coins. Um, that like were actually little... that were actually left on a tray. Oh, just it wasn't even in unsupervised. The um, but yeah, so they're getting they, better. But they, of course, yeah. But like what they do the with their money, coming. then they go and they take their money and they uh, they drink. Yeah, they're telling just, everyone at the bar what they've done. And they're and they're stealing Egypt. small amounts of money that are left unsupervised in the bank. Probably you know probably a couple of grand here and there at this okay. in, in today's terms. Uh, going off and having a few whiskeys and we like guess what we've just done exactly. yeah like, like there's nothing constructive like, I love them I just think they're not making a better life for themselves they're just no. perpetuating this kind of pissed existence and like using their smarts to just go off and get some booze like I'd say they're just nice lads who are just too much time on their hands right uh, McCurdy's final robbery took place on the 4th of October 1911 in Oklahoma he and two accomplices accomplices plan to rob a Katy train after hearing that it contained $400,000 in cash. That's a lot. That was intended as a royalty payment to the Assange nation. However, McCurdy and the men mistakenly stopped a passenger train instead. The men were able to only steal $46 from a male clerk. Two bottles of whiskey, a revolver, a coat and the train conductor's watch. A oh. newspaper accounts robbery later called it one of the smallest in the history of train <laughs> robberies. <laughs> McCurdy was disappointed by the haul and returned to um, Rebar- his the ranch on October 6th where he began drinking the whiskey he stole. Uh, at the time, he was also ill with tuberculosis, um, which he developed from his work in the mines. And he had a mild case of pneumonia. He stayed up drinking with some of the ranch hands before going to sleep in the hay loft the following morning. Um, unbeknownst to McCurdy, he'd been implicated in the robbery of a uh, in the robbery, and a two thousand dollar reward for his capture was issued. Which seems a lot considering they didn't steal World's anywhere near that. Smallest train robbery, two yeah. grand reward. But in the early morning, he's probably just there. Like this guy is a little nuisance. We want to get rid of him. Right? Yeah, yeah. But in the early mornings of October seventh, a posse of three sheriffs um, went to the hay shed using bloodhounds. They surrounded the hay shed, waited for daylight, and uh, got him. Got and your him. man just ambled out to take a piss or something. Yeah, and they're gone. Uh, well, there was a shootout. Oh, so because he had stolen the resolver, so he kind of. I like the Woke way you up called it a revolver. A revolver. <laughs> I'm going to resolve this issue. Um, so the sheriff shot. He shot. He, he was shot drunk. The sheriff. He, you know. Did he shoot the sheriff? No, no. He this, got shot. He by got the shot sheriff. by the sheriff. Dead. Um, dead. Was dying anyway by a single gunshot wound to the chest, Into which he sustained. Yeah. TV. So he was going to die anyway. He, I'd say he had a couple more weeks because he's 
full of whiskey, tuberculosis, and just it's not well. And he was going to get caught. He just wasn't yeah, a good Jesus. bank robber. I'd say there wasn't a vegetable in his diet. Oh, uh, absolutely not. What age not. was he? Oh, I'd say he, he was pissing by... golden syrup. Ugh. I'd say he was fucking no, not getting his eight glasses of water a day. He was just squeezing out toothpaste of golden syrup from his dick. Ah, oh, just no self-care no, whatsoever. No. Uh, so he was 31. Good age. Good age for the nine for 1911. <laughs> like that, that's 19, 90 in, in our years, is it? Yeah, uh, more yeah. or less. And it was three shots to the chest in our years. No, uh, he was just one singular shot to the chest. I'd say he came so, as a bit of a relief to him by the end. Absolutely. Right. So he's just the palaver of having to move around all the time. I know. Absolutely. So he was um, subsequently taken to an undertaker in Oklahoma. Uh, His body was. And it went unclaimed because he's no family left. Right. Of course. Um, So Joseph L. Johnson, the owner and the undertaker, embalmed the body with with an arsenic based preservative, which was typically used in embalming in that era to preserve a body for a long period when there was no next of kin known. So it's still time. Time, right? He shaved the face, dressed the body in a suit and stored it in the back of the funeral home. But as he lay unclaimed, Johnson refused to bury or release the body until he was paid for his services. Then he decided to use McCurdy's body as an exhibit to make money. Amazing. So he dressed the corpse in street clothes, placed a rifle in the hand and stood it up in the corner of the funeral home. For a nickel... Johnson allowed visitors to see the bandit who wouldn't give up. At various times, McCurdy was also called the mystery man of many aliases Do or the Oklahoma outlaw. Yes. Them. Is it poor? Absolutely. Did they paint on a face? No, he's got a face. Okay. Uh, this is good. It was done by a funeral home. So I'm presuming the standard of taxidermy was high. I mean, I don't know if we can Ish. call it a taxidermy body. Oh. It's maybe in Bam, whatever. But that's okay. essentially what he is. He's but like a little fox just yeah. in the corner with his <laughs> rifle. Just barring his teeth. But yeah. where is it in the world that this is part of the burial funeral thing where they have their nearest and dearest propped up in front of a TV or doing a thing that they loved doing in their life? Um, it's somewhere. It's awfully. It's awfully. <laughs> yeah, I must look that up. They prop up the for the wake. Like they'll have... Some, you know, anti That would make a wake yeah. a little bit less awkward. Like. Uh, well, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. it's like, who's going to a party in a bed? Bloody Nora. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Oh, it's yeah. It's the logistics of like, like around the bed. The because the there's always someone as well who ends up leaning a drink on the coffin. I was going to say, you know, party. I witnessed a drink falling into an open <laughs> casket. It was a fucking pint of Guinness as well. Well, oh uh, like I that think, would stink. and you know, it was just the person would... was leaning on the open on the closed end. Well, and just misjudged the distance that they had left of the, the closed lid, and I mean, somebody kind of tried to intercept and like hit it, sort of out of the coffin. I mean, and would the person in the coffin have found that funny or massively inconvenient? I mean, he it's just as indifferent as it is possible to be because he was dead. Oh, sorry, you in mean life. when living? When, when living. Yeah. I didn't think <laughs> And how did the dead man feel about having the drink poured upon him? Which, did he grimace at all? He just, a little kind of whimper of gas escaped his body. I don't know. Let me tell you about, it's Puerto Rico. Really? So here's a picture of Miriam Bur- uh, Burbank sat at a dining room table, favourite beer, pack of cigs, 
She was 53 when she brilliant. died and they propped her up, dressed her up, pair of sunglasses. You see what they're doing with the eyes. She's living they're well. Ha- they have them all in sunglasses so they oh, don't have yeah, to. Yeah. Sure, they I died, instead of, yeah, yeah. Sure, they Instead of sunken and, and little me into a fire in her hand and everything. Will you guys, eyes. will you guys A, continue my business and have me propped up in the corner or maybe a with the headphones on <laughs> just with the thumbs up being like, yeah, yeah. so, so they've done it to is, loads of this people this just looks like a still from the real housewives now you can tell if you look closely that she is in fact dead because her there's a bit the of jaw. sinking happening and the slack jaw yeah is her jaw tied in place it is I think but that would be done within her mouth they probably glued her teeth shut I imagine it's yeah mad. the jaw is a bit of a giveaway isn't that's it, it. we go back to, to Elmer anyway back to Elmer so he was up there so uh, he was the bandit you, who wouldn't She's smoking menthols, Cass. Oh, Are you gosh. still making your own? Uh, no, no. I, uh, I've, I've stopped and I bought one of those vapey things that uh, doesn't work and it's been killing me and I've been foul humour over it. Um, so in on October 6th, 1916, a man calling himself Aver contacted Joseph Johnson claiming to be Elvin McCurdy's long lost brother from California. Avery had already contacted the Osage County, Oklahoma Sheriff and a local attorney to get permission to take custody of the body and ship it to San Francisco for a proper burial. The following day, Avery arrived at the Johnson funeral home with another man calling himself Wayne, who also claimed to be McCurdy's brother. Johnson released the body to the Mm. men, who then put it on a train to San Francisco. It was instead... Oh, who said they were putting on a train to San Francisco, but it was instead shipped to our Kansas City, Kansas. The men who claimed to be McCurdy's long lost brothers were in fact James and Charles Patterson. James Patterson was the owner of the Great Patterson Carnival Shows, a traveling carnival. No. After learning from his brother Charles about the popular embalmed bandit exhibit, the two concocted a scheme to take possession of the body in order to feature it in Patterson's carnival. McCurdy's corpse would be featured in the Patterson Traveling Carnival as the outlaw who would never be captured alive until 1922. When Patterson was sold, when Patterson sold his operation to Lewis Sonny. So Lewis Sonny used McCurdy's corpse in his traveling Museum of Crime show, Brilliant, which featured wax replicas of famous outlaws such as Bill Doolin and Jesse James. So he just stuck a real one in among the wax ones. Yeah. In 1928, the corpse was part of the official sideshow that accompanied the Trans-America foot race. In 1933, it was acquired for a time by director Dwayne Esper to promote his exploitation film Narcotic. The corpse was placed in the lobby of theatres as a dead dope fiend whom Esper claimed had killed himself while surrounded by police after he had robbed a drugstore to support his habit. By the time Esper acquired McCurdy's body, it had become mummified. The skin had become hard and shriveled, causing the body to shrink. Esper claimed that the shrink's deterioration was proof that supposed dope fiends drug abuse. After Lewis Sonny died in 1949, the corpse was placed in storage in an L.A. warehouse. In 1964, Sonny's son Dan lent the corpse to filmmaker David F. Friedman. It eventually made a brief appearance in Friedman's 1967 film, she freak in 1968 Dan Sonny sold the body along with other wax figures for $10,000 to Spunny Singh the owner of the Hollywood Wax Museum Singh so had brought again, they all know. of these people are just like oh it's come see come sa oh yeah. it's a real corpse oh that's okay sure but did they yeah, know did he know I mean I think it's passed through so many hands they probably once it came from the carnival they probably didn't believe 
it was actually real and that like that was just you know you take everything in the carnival with a pinch of salt um but so it's then so it kind of comes incorporated with all these wax things but like it's behaving differently to the other wax stuff it's shrinking it's giving and it's, itself it's smells, right yeah um, <laughs> so Singh Singh was the singing. owner of the Hollywood Wax Museum he bought the figures for two for two Canadian men who exhibited them at a show at Mount Rushmore while being exhibited there the corpse sustained some damage in a windstorm the tips of the year, ears along with the fingers and toes were blown off Oh, just li- so they sorry, say, not like explode literally no, a gust of wind so, just drift so this, this is I read a couple of reports about this and I think this was they didn't realise it was a real corpse until this point until fingers came off and they were like that's no wax boys uh. <laughs> um so the men eventually returned the corpse back to Singh who decided to it looked too gruesome and not lifelike enough to exhibit so he still believes that probably that it's wax Singh then sold it to Ed Leershkin part owner of the Pike and Amusement Zone in Long Beach, California. By 1976, which is like 50 something years, 60, he died in 1911. So 65 years, McCurdy's corpse was hanging in the laugh in the dark funhouse exhibit. Oh my the God. They mustn't have known it was real. Yeah. No but then in 1970, no, they didn't, they didn't realize it was real until a film crew, production crew and the TV show, The Six Million Dollar Man were filming scenes of Carnival, were si- filming scenes for the show Carnival of Spies um, at the Pike. During the shoot, a prop man moved what he thought was a wax mannequin that was hanging from the gallows. When the mannequin's arm broke off, a human bone and mus- muscle uh, tissue were visible. That's when they realized it was actually a prop. Oh love my how, god! And the whole way along, they were like, "Oh god, I don't know if I want it's this the thing. Worst do I put it in the bin ever. or do we just keep so dragging it out?" So called the police and the LA coroner's office. And on December 9th, um, in 1976, Doctor Joseph Choi conducted an autopsy and determined that the body was that of the human male who had died of a gunshot wound to the chest. The body was completely petrified, covered in wax, and had been covered with. Le- oh, so they had they'd sort of they'd been trying re-waxed to like, it. Yeah. fix it. Yeah, yeah, trying, exactly. Make it better. So it had been covered in wax and had been covered with layers of of phosphorus paint. It weighed approximately twenty three kilos, was sixty three inches in one hundred sixty seventy one hundred sixty centimeters in height. There was still some hair visible on the sides and back of the head, while the ears, big toes, and fingers were God. missing. Wow. Yeah. And also the examination also revealed incisions from his original autopsy and embalming and found that the tissue showed presence of arsenic. Wow. That's an amazing tale, isn't it? God, corpse on tour, like yeah, yeah, that is mad. And it's one of those things. It's mad where the way his like, own real life was also a bit like that. Yeah, but it's funny how like it goes. It's the point where it goes to the carnival, and you're like, ah, that's not real. And then someone buys it, and they're you know, oh someone's God, trying yeah. to flog something. This thing's kind of weird. I mean, real, it. real corpse. And everyone's like, oh yeah, no, I'll take it anyway. Throw it in with the waxies. Um, <laughs> can I do a little shout out to Renato Garcia, Green Lantern fan, who was posed in the superhero's costume for his funeral. And it's a fucking horror show. Oh, it's terrifying. It's like a deals costume. Yeah, oh and just propped up against the wall like that. And the lighting is terrible in that picture. Um, it's amazing. Like aggressively bad overhead so, lighting. Um, yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Cass. 
a fantastic story. Do you story. have a picture of Elmer? I have a picture here okay, of Elmer McCurdy. You know, look. he's a handsome man. That looks real. When What stage was that But that is that real. That is... Early, early doors. Photograph. Um, it's got to be in the funeral home. He looks like he's in a casket. Wooden one. It's the it's the photographs in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, that's kind the of first near the beginning spot. stage, isn't it? I'd say that was one of the first because he's propped up in a coffin, in a like a basket. Wicker thing which in so. fact is what we should all be buried in moving forward god i think isn't it good anyway i want to knit my own casket you could do that but like would you end up in sort of a sleeping bag it's i I'll don't be know in a cocoon is that good i probably environmentally who knows i don't know who knows who knows the great yeah joe you could do environmentally friendly you should every time you ah. get your hair cut save it and spin it into a yarn so that you're buried in your own effluent Ugh. You know, I mean, that's ultimately fingernails, hair, hair. snot, piss, sh- you know, just that's, try to. It's not effluent, but it's kind of like the off cuts or it's, whatever. Yeah. It? Yeah. Awful. Ugh. Sophie's awful. Again, it's not the awful. You're making it way worse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you. That was amazing. Sophie, come in and give us a tease for the hive. Should you wish to become a patron, you can listen to this. Oh, it's a, oh God, Jesus. You said it was local. It's local. It's a local group. Very good. It's, it's libelous regional. as well. It's a, well, it's more like I just, you know, if we're going to, if someone's going to come for us, I want it to at least have been worth our while. So it's on the hive. Is it? Come on. Pay for that libel juice. Death? It's not libelous, but uh, there is um, a murder most. Connemara. Inept. Ooh. Oh, what's what county? Um, what county? Clare. Oh, yeah, beautiful county. Beautiful Clare. county. Beautiful, beautiful. So county. come on over if you're on the fence. There's tons of stuff in. Come on, we need. Uh, this, we, we need more patrons. So I know. I, can, I didn't sell that very well. No, Why would I sell Please it come well? in because we're like four patrons away from a goal of ours, and oh, I would really like exasperated pleading is. <laughs> I so was close it gals we're, we're coming behind up the rear of it gals <laughs> so if you're currently patronising them why not give us a shot give us a go uh, anyway see you next week bye, bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.